0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hue. Hue represents true color, and we're here to illuminate the true stories of the inspiring folks we encounter along the way. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hue. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Kendall Davis. and Which I call her Kendall Clay sometimes. Yeah, I almost called her Kendall Davis Clay, but that's the name of her business. Yes, because she works with clay to form ceramics. Yes, she's a ceramicist. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of discussion around ceramicist versus potter. So y'all write in and let us know, is it a ceramicist or a potter? (laughs) Fundamentally, what's the difference? We kind of dive into that, this conversation. Kendall's so special. Yeah, her episode was great. And I think y'all are really going to enjoy this one. One of our favorites. Mm -hmm. She's really rad and a forever folio friend. Absolutely. So enjoy. So hi.
1: Hi.
0: I'm glad you got here a little early because it gave us a minute to kind of connect.
1: Right, right. I got that time to drink all that tequila. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, tequila uh-huh. coffee. In the Ooh, morning. Uh-huh. I heard
0: a story about an, an artist in Dallas who does drink tequila in the morning. Oh, man. It was in D-Home or something. Uh, I don't see how that I don't want to say a name because it could function. be the wrong one. But
1: mm. now, apparently
0: it's a slow sip and it just gets the day warmed up and it's mm. her process.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) You know, it's funny talking about uh, alcohol or Uh altering your mind. I feel Uh like it is romanticized with artists Uh too much. Yeah. You know. um, Because it's not exactly healthy. It's not healthy. And, I mean, I've tried alter states and making, but it never works for me. Uh I really have to have all my wits about myself. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it almost, like how Hollywood can give a... A wrong idea mm-hmm. of the world. It oh it, wait, Hollywood. Does that? <laughs> <laughs> it can, um, it can be r- romanticize too much with artists. Yeah,
0: it feels like every story in Hollywood or every documentary is that like road of carnage.
1: You know, right? Right? Is it that? I don't know. Right? Uh, yeah. Hope not. I um, think hard work ought to be. You know. Is probably what got me where I am, instead of the tequila that I joked about. <laughs> like it's it's
0: the yeah because it's not just um, it doesn't just happen, right? Right. So speaking of hard work, we did talk about that. Let's do go to the beginning. Okay. So you, so you grew up on a farm. I grew up on a farm.
1: Families Ranch. from Fort Worth. Hmm. And so, what did you guys do on the farm? Uh, my dad had uh, cutting horses, and I'd grown up. In a horse family. My even my grandfather for I don't know if it was World War One or World War Two supplied horses. Okay. But so we've had horses in the f- um, family forever. You're horse people. We're horse people. And my dad had cutting horses. So we would have some cattle. Um, it was just thirty acres. We had some cattle and then we had horses. Yeah. But So did he train the cutting horses to sell to ranchers? Or? He, no, he, he showed them. Oh, he showed the horses. He showed the showed cutting, cutting horses. horses. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And I did 4-H and showed horses. And do you ride? I don't anymore. Um, but, but you did. I did. Western? I, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, before I could walk, I was on a horse. Like any rodeo activities? No. Um, I went toward, they went toward cutting horses. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'd do a little, um, like I said, the 4-H events of you know Western pleasure and things like that.
0: My mom was a barrel racer, which is why I asked. Like, oh, okay. I, okay. Like that's such a cool, mm-hmm. like the whole rodeo thing. Because I grew up in a small town, I loved going. It's so uh-huh. fun. So grew up on the small, grew up farming. And did you guys have like your own vegetables?
1: I mean, lots of hard work, but it, it wasn't as um, functioning or it, what. Uh, A summer or two, we had them, but it wasn't as, it wasn't a working farm. Uh Um, It was more just, they were growing coastal to Uh feed the cattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So your family, though, even though you're farmers, I mean, you're also creatives. Right. You mentioned. Right. So, like, grandpa was an architect.
1: Right. So my grandfather was an architect. Um. A phenomenal architect, mid-century modern. So cool. Uh, My grandmother was an artist. My mother was creative but probably didn't realize it because she couldn't live up to her parents. Yeah, there's that. And uh, then she was an entrepreneur. My dad built houses, worked for himself.
0: Yeah. Your mom was a designer. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And did anyone – so did anyone – Ever do pottery or ceramics
1: when you were no. growing up? Like you had- no, but we had uh, we had great pottery in the house. Uh-huh. So my grandparents would collect so um, on their travels. They would pick up you know pottery along the way. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot from New Mexico, and then some from Mexico. Cool. They would go to Mexico City, and I can remember. This huge black pot they used to have. Yeah. Where is it? You know, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Mm. I know. It's
0: weird when you like those Mm -hmm. things you think about that you would see often in your Mm -hmm. childhood. And then you're like, wait, where is that? Mm -hmm. Because seeing it has like, I don't know, memories and connection to your childhood. Right. That's so cool. So um, when was the first time you did
1: pottery? Like when you sat down and- Well, it was the one thing I didn't study in undergrad. <laughs> and what did you study? We haven't talked about that. Okay, so I was an art major, uh-huh. and I studied painting, drawing, and photography. And where did you go to school? At SMU. Okay, and oh, so you went to the big city. I can Yes, yeah. I wanted to, as far away from or Granbury. Farm Town. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then I have a master's in painting and drawing okay. from Washington DC okay. at American University, and that's when I really. I didn't take pottery, but I started admiring pottery. Uh-huh. And I would go down to the they're like a two block Chinatown. Okay. And I would go and just ooh and awe ah at the pieces. And I started putting them in my still life paintings. Okay. So you're drawing the pottery. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Painting right. the pottery. And I knew even at that time I liked all my I even like all my grandmother's uh Pieces that she had from her parents and all of that I like. Yeah. And it was probably when I moved back to Dallas, I took a community education ceramic class two or three years yeah. after my master's. Very cool. hmm Bought a wheel. Uh-huh. And yeah. And that's not, a, that's not an
0: inexpensive endeavor, no?
1: No. It, no, that was, a you know. It's an investment. It was an investment. Right.
0: Uh-huh. Right. Okay.
1: The Q is brought to you by Folio, located
0: in the iconic Meadows building in Dallas, Texas. Folio is a boutique rep agency which seeks to connect interior designers with creative resources. We would love to connect with you in real life. Please visit our website to set up an appointment, folioco.com, and follow us on Instagram at folioco. So, um, I guess when did you, um, I, one thing we should talk about, and hey, y'all, we're with Kindle. Davis. Oh, yeah, that's always important. We usually yes. do an intro in the beginning. But okay. so we're with Kendall Davis, and she makes the most beautiful. and we've we've kind of been fleshing this out together, like, is it pottery? Is it ceramics? And we'll get to that. But, um, she just makes the most beautiful pottery and ceramics, and we'll, yeah, we're gonna say ceramics. She's a ceramicist. That's a hard word, but we're saying yeah. it. <laughs> right. And, um when I found her through a friend, um Vanessa Torres, and just like immediately fell in love with your work, it's ridiculous. It's just, so beautiful, mm. and it feels like good. And not only does it feel good when you look at it, like I feel good when I look at it, it. Is like when you touch it, it just right. has like it's this about- amazing softness, and it's so weird how it's like a hard thing, but it's soft.
1: Yes, I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, it does, and it, it's. I think um, a compliment when someone says that. Okay, when you can uh, encompass opposing. Yeah. Characteristics like that. Yeah. Because it is such a cool thing. Because when you touch it, it just is soft and like light almost,
0: but it's not. It's just the craziest thing, but it's really beautiful. And we were, I want to talk about this because I think it's important like ceramics versus pottery. We had a cool discussion about it before we got Mm -hmm. started, but it's like maybe ceramicist is a more elevated term and pottery is maybe more functional term,
1: maybe. Right. It, it, pottery seems today a little like your uncle's garage. Uh, Pottery seems a little dated. I believe pottery is functional pieces where ceramics can be sculptural, all the above. Yeah. And clay becomes ceramic Mm -hmm. when it's introduced to heat. But in art school now... Ceramics has a connotation of a little elevated these days. Yeah. You said something
0: interesting just then, like clay becomes ceramic when it's introduced to heat, you know, and so, like, there's a science a little bit to this process as well. Oh, so much science. And that's a cool concept, too. I feel like artists sometimes are underrated as on the left brain side of things because you have to have a really strong left
1: brain to be a strong artist. There's a lot of like, to me, math and science too. Right. Functional oh, work. Definitely so much. The, the process and, you know, you have artists that are interested in the final piece and then you have artists that get into the science and the process and the, uh, the glaze and... You feel um, the work more, I think, when the artist is into the whole enchilada. Right. Right, and I I am more process driven, and um, I've always enjoy learning new processes. But the that's where that's where the interest is for me.
0: And you have this.
1: How long have you had your business now? Kendall, mm. do you call it Kendall Davis Clay? Kendall Davis Clay, and that's
0: so cool. Like I love that you call it. I, sometimes I call you Kendall Clay. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and people, unless you see my logo. Like, the bank thinks that my last name is Clay. <laughs> but going back to, I didn't know whether to be Kendall Davis Pottery or Kendall Davis Ceramics. Oh. So, I went with Kendall Davis Clay. But if you see the logo, Clay, the word is inside a pot. Yep. Um What was I talking about? We were talking about your business.
0: Oh. And how, when you started it, what we call it. Mm -hmm. And we, I think earlier we talked a little bit about like the entrepreneurship side of your family and how that kind of shaped your life a little bit. And
1: I don't know. Right. Did it kind of help you get? It did. Uh It, um, you know, when I quit teaching, I turned 50 I quit teaching, and You were I was teaching like, in Fort Worth, yes, and I teaching art, and I was like, I'm going to go back to making art, yeah. And so I, I went, I'm going to go back to ceramics, and made my ceramics, and then you have a lot of ceramics around, and you're like, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> I thought, well, I'll go to the farmer's market, and it sold. The one I'm the one I saw you at, or just, Eight, that was one of my first ones, okay, cool, right? Cool, right? Uh-huh. And good local markets. Shout out to them. Uh, Fantastic, Love good local market. Yes, on the other side of White Rock Lake, uh, great people, and they invited me, and they keep having me, mm-hmm. and the work starts selling, and then there was just a little bitty tiny store on Magnolia in Fort Worth, close to my house, and I thought, I I can do this, mm-hmm. and uh, most, it's not a traditional route for. Potters or ceramicists to take on retail space. You know, nor yeah, said that earlier. Yeah, normally um, the the traditional route for a potter to have a business is is you two, three times a year you have a pop-up at your studio, mm-hmm. you know, in the backyard or uh, wherever your studio is. Mm-hmm. And um Which is cool too. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like whatever intimate works. And, uh-huh. You know, whatever works, but because my mother had had a retail store. I thought, oh, I, I can, can do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I'm trying to conquer that aspect of it
0: What figure were the, that out. What were the nerves like when you signed that lease of that first space? Mm. Was it, did it feel very absolute and the right thing, or was it a little bit like, okay? Oh, I wasn't nervous at all.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, this is... It was like, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. And I worked in the space. Yeah. So that's great. It's not like getting a storefront. Uh, where you can't get your your work done, so I, I was having to run the retail store, but I was also throwing in the store, okay. Uh, which I didn't realize what a benefit it would be for people to see the process, okay, and how it's made. But so is that, it intimidating people watching you? Yes, yes, oh, I think and that'd I, be hard. Yes, and it was, you know, uh, Magnolia. If you haven't been to Fort Worth, is um, uh, Southside Fort Worth It's like a tiny Oak Cliff. I love it. Um, and we have a, you know, the avenue that everyone walks down, uh-huh. and my wheel was right in front of the window, and people would walk by and stare. But it it makes you realize that this is handmade. This yes. is made right here. Yeah. This You just don't buy it off the shelf. And, like, some of your students would walk by and be like, hey, wait, that's my teacher. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And that was great also. That's uh-huh. cool. I think I've given them inspiration that – you can make art and go on and do something. Do with this. It. That's right. such
0: a good point, though, mm-hmm. what you just said. Um, living the life of an artist, and, mm-hmm. and that's an inspiring way to do it having your own having your own business. Mm-hmm. How long have you had the business now?
1: <sighs> three years and, three, you... and a half, three and a half. years. Okay, maybe four and a half years for farmer markets, but I, I signed my lease. At the original place three and a half years ago, but you're not there anymore. No, this is my third move in four years. Okay, so I'm I'm at a new location. Uh-huh. Each location uh, gets bigger and bigger, and I have a new location that I'm just can't believe. I mean, I'm pinching myself. I opened it last week. It looks really pretty. Like, it like such it looks like just such a cool vibe, and I don't know it it it's great. It's in a, a up and coming neighborhood has industrial vibe to it. uh What's, my neighbor who I um rented the building from is uh wine. I just went blank uh, I know natural I saw, wine, yeah, natural wine I natural wine, and they are we're just a good duo, okay um because they're all about slow process slow, slow the ha- and it's about natural wine is can be organic grown but it also has to be finished in a natural way and it's about the farmers and crafting it's mm-hmm. about taking the time to do it right mm-hmm. and not using additives to make it universal mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's about product. the dirt mm-hmm. small batches um I'm kind of about the dirt, and they're about the dirt. <laughs> that's cool. Maybe that's the title of this. The it's dirt. All about the dirt, man. It's all about the dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. All about the soil.
0: What's the address? We'll put it on the okay. podcast, but uh-huh. um, because you may not know off the top of your head, but I was curious. So y'all, um, I, I want to say your house is so cool. Like I loved going there to see. Oh, the w- previous location uh-huh. mm-hmm. the, where you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, how you had this downstairs space. I guess mm-hmm. right. It is your home. It was my home yeah. during COVID. I retreated. Yeah. Uh huh. That's smart. Right. Everyone changed there. Right. Th- many way. pivots. Yeah. Many mm-hmm. many pivots, and it was so cool. I went to get dishes, which are like incredible, and it was just fun walking up to your home and seeing that studio is so cozy. I wanted to stay there all day.
1: Ah, uh, it it is an intimate thing you're buying. It's personal. Mm-hmm. And you get to see where it's from, and it's about home. Yeah.
0: Do you have collectors, people that come back again and again? A
1: few. Uh-huh. hmm
0: What about bridal registries? Do people do a that? A few.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: I'd like to expand that. It's cool. hmm That's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of um, the, the generation, you know, the younger generation is all about, like, slow process, mm-hmm. and which is mm-hmm. so interesting to me. That's a question I wanted to ask you, like, that the You know, this slow process, but yet to do business and be an entrepreneur now, you have to have like this fast side too, which I call that that phone thing, that internet and uh-huh. Instagram and all that, uh-huh. which is fast and um, busy and I don't know, slightly frantic and there's algorithms and there's all this uh-huh. stuff. So like how do you go from running this like slow process, creating this slow process, beautiful product in this like almost zen state to like, now I've got to get it out there and run a business and da, da, da. Uh,
1: I chunk my time and I think about times of the day. If I'm going to create, it needs to be before noon. Okay. Um, I'm oh, I'm very aware of chunking my time and what times of day I'm best at things. Uh-huh. So that's that's how if I have to do something creative. um, In the morning. It has to happen in the morning. Yeah.
0: And then what about all the admin piece of it? You know, the questions, the emails, do you designate time for that? Or do you have someone who helps you with that? Because I know you have people that are working for you.
1: Well, right now, I i, I mean, the business is growing quickly and I, I am wearing the hat of everything. But how I've tried to alleviate that is I've hired um, other artists to help me make the work. For sure. And I'll do, for example, today, when I go back to the store today, I'll sit in the store and work sales. And then when there's not customers in there, I'll work on admin. Mm-hmm. So I'm the admin right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot, though.
1: But I get help by having people help me make the things.
0: And how do you have someone else make your work? Do you make a
1: sample? Do they have to watch you? How does that work? We, uh, we have a sample, and then um, I know how much each piece ways and I know the dimensions of it and uh someone comes in and they start making it and then I'm like oh no it's a little more this way or a little more that way and they get used to it just with time they keep making it and and they get there
0: is that common with artists to have apprentice who
1: help it make their work it is um or or yes and no it depends (sighs) um Potter or ceramics pottery can go in a couple different ways. Uh Uh, You can have the intern come in, and you can have what's called a a studio. But sometimes, I don't know if it's an individual artist, sometimes they touch it from beginning to end. Okay. But through history, it's been through apprenticed – and a whole bunch of people,
0: uh, like Kahende Wiley, like doesn't he have people that paint, do a lot of his like, you know? Um, oh, I, I feel I, like he has a lot of people who paint. It, you know, um, he has a lot of outlining, but do I don't know. I thought I saw like a thing about that, but
1: could could have. I mean, certainly in the Renaissance, uh-huh. yeah, right. Yeah, you, um, you know, and if you go to. Uh, China, there's just one person that did the little painting, and uh-huh. there's one person that makes the clay, and there's one person that does the firing. And really, uh, today, artists have individualized it where it was a group activity, Yeah. and you just had to know one section of it.
0: Do you have a, a ceramicist that you admire that you'd like to share?
1: Oh, um,
0: or any books on the subject that you would. Uh,
1: Lucy Rye is okay. probably my favorite potter. Um, she's passed away. She um, was in England uh, during the war, after, in World War II, went there. Quite um, work, minimalist, modernist. Um, Would you consider that to be your genre as well?
0: Yes. Minimalist
1: modernist. We yes. talked about that a little bit last month yes. with you. Yes. But, uh, you know, I can have split personalities. And how I define it is my, my grandmother <laughs> was a minimalist modernist. <laughs> okay. Only wore beige. Oh. And my mother wore color. Mm-hmm. So I, I do have, I think, all my influences come from my family. And she wore color. So I just came out with a co- new collection that I painted on the pieces. And First it, time I, you've done that? Oh, I've been trying to paint on the pieces for a year now, and mm. I finally got it to work out. Yeah. And it came together the day before Thanksgiving, glazed Thanksgiving, and I had it available for Shop Small Saturday. But it's it's not... Paint. I mean, because I'm a painter, I want to paint on the pieces. Yeah. The first three years, I didn't paint on the pieces because I didn't want to take away from the form. Uh Starting off, I was only working on form, and I didn't want to use color or marks to detract from that. Yeah. And now I'm a little more confident to go ahead and paint on forms. It's just layering with glazes, the glaze colors. Um, like if this was a bottle of blue glaze, gray. it may be gray. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So when you paint glaze onto a piece, you can't react to the color on there because it's not the color it will fire to you can't put yeah so i'm using that science yeah yeah, yeah, yes i'm using glazes and underglazes underglaze can't necessarily go on Uh, process process i'm trying to figure that out yeah it's the wildest thing like the
0: creative process sometimes like i love process and sometimes i really hate it right you know it kind of depends on what side of the brain i'm in and i feel like as an entrepreneur we're you know, you have a results driven side Mm -hmm. of you. So it's like you have to switch gears a lot as a creative entrepreneur, it seems like you do it really well.
1: Oh, well, thanks. Uh, I I, mean,
0: it's just beautiful. I can't even get over it. Like what are some of the shapes? There's I love the little piece that's the bud vase and it kind of goes into like almost like a square, but it's round. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the side is flat. I love that. It goes...
1: Oh, that is the Olivia so vase. So cool. Yes. You just want to, like, hold it. Yes. And then
0: the one that, um, the terracotta
1: one. Oh, it's called a compote, which I didn't even know what that was either. Oh, compote. A okay. compote. We need to it's know a, these words. Yes. It's, um, you know, we think of a compote like maybe what you'd eat your grandmother's fruit salad out of. But it's this... Uh, Two-part piece that's on a pedestal. It's a bowl on a pedestal. Uh-huh. And um, it that piece has taken off for me. It's so mm-hmm. cool. It, it's mm-hmm. like a sculpture. Well, it can be that or it can be just a great yeah piece of art and holding apples. It's an art. In, it's a
0: piece of art in my house. That's how I have it because I just like love it. I yeah. It. It's in a very prominent nice. place where I can see it often because it makes me very happy. Good. So also... Um, you're teaching classes, correct? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And to children, too? No. No. Oh, sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. Mm-mm. Um, I'm not ready. If I'm. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go back to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like been there, done that. Uh, adults are, and it seems that I have young adults. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have all, the whole age spectrum coming in, but there's some late twenty, early thirty. People coming in that have careers, but they want to do something creative. Creative, and yes, I'm hoping with the bigger space, my new retail space, a bigger space. That that's one reason I got it was to allow me to teach more. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So your this is just a read, and I'm not trying to embarrass you, but like your read is like this energy that is very accepting. Like when I when I'm with you, I feel like very just comfortable and accepted, and and. I would imagine that made you a very effective teacher that your kids probably felt like, obviously you are, you know, we were a good teacher and driven and wanted your children, your kids to learn, but like, there's something about you that, and I think that that's cool because a lot of artists are such perfectionists and it has to be this way, but I don't feel that from you. Oh, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so kind of weird. It's like, uh-huh. you know, cause I feel like with a lot of artists, there's this feeling of like intensity mm-hmm. and, um, I don't, think the word is judgment it's not the right word but i'm not coming up with the right
1: word but with you that's just the exact opposite yeah you nailed it right so how does that come to be uh i think that i was just born that way Fair. it's cool oh thanks but i think that'll be really fun for your
0: students your adult students Mm -hmm. they're not going to walk oh, in and think right. that they have to come in and mm-hmm. like create that. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to come in and feel like I can do what
1: I want. I, as a teacher, try to, I, I tried to look at Jessica and what your strengths were and what you brought to the table. Oh, then how can you make that mm-hmm. your, you know, you bring your set of tools mm-hmm. and I'll let you I'll lead you and ask you questions how to problem solve Mm and to your journey.
0: Yeah. Figure out
1: what Mm -hmm. your strengths are. And you're gonna take ownership over it more. Right. If I'm if it's about you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So how do you do that with your own work? I don't I'm gonna think of how to ask this question a little bit better, but um how, is it just an organic process or do you use your, you know what your strengths are and you use them and you create the pieces you want to create? Or is it more organic than that? I love, like, speaking about process, like, do you set out on a
1: mission to do something? I do set out on a mission to okay. do something. It's not, it's not, I mean, we can say this, but it's I'm not loosey-goosey, like, no. go into the studio and make what I feel. It's not that at all. Uh-huh. Um, But there's... There's an ease or a slowness or a comfort or acceptability I am with Maybe even in the glazing process uh-huh. I enjoy when I get a little finger mark when I get a little uh where maybe the glaze doesn't hit or a nick or maybe the wax is a little this and that, so I don't imperfection is yes, I let it live as it. Was mm-hmm. I, I let it live on its journey like, yeah. instead of imposing how the glaze to be exactly right on yeah. the piece? You let the process win.
0: At you kind of know where you yes. want to go, yes, and that's the general direction. But
1: yes, yeah, and often even if you're open, like what people ask me, what's the creative process that for me it's just a heightened awareness to when little shifts happen you're like oh and so creativity to me is a culmination of minor shifts Mm -hmm. but you have to be really aware of those shifts when they happen and be like oh that's interesting I may try that next time, a little bit taller foot. Or maybe, you know, I accidentally came in a little too much this time. Could be wrong, and I don't like it. Or you know what? That might be a slight new direction. But again, when I go in to throw, I have a very specific thing, I mean, in mind that I'm going to throw. And I mean, I am disciplined. Because what I'm making. Is
0: awareness.
1: Yes. Awareness. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh.
0: yes. Of yourself, of your process.
1: Right. Of all right. the things, really. Because right. when you have awareness of
0: yourself and you do know what your strengths are. And you, mm-hmm. So we, you said something interesting before we started that I kind of like, I get it and I slightly disagree. But you said, I'm not um, a verbal person. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a slow thinker. And so with that, here's a thought this is kind of pondering, this is like, as you were talking. Um, so maybe, maybe your pottery, your ceramics are kind of speaking and they have a language, right? They're saying something for sure. So what are they saying? Like about you?
1: Oh, um, I hope that they're slow. Uh, I used to, my, I used to, um, if I'm talking to someone, I'll be like, what's your criteria? You know, for a good <laughs> pot or for a well-designed, uh-huh. you may say for a well-designed house. And uh-huh. uh, for me, if um, I want that art piece to read slowly, mm-hmm. so what I mean is you you come up to it and you see it, and if you're like, "Oh, I've seen that before," I know that story, and and you. You lose yes. attention and you walk away. Yes. Or you're in the museum and you're like, oh, yeah. been there, done that, bump, you walk away. Yeah. So I, I want to slow uh-huh. read. Uh, that's where those little things that happen by I don't know, by chance mm-hmm. on, on its journey to being created can be moments that slow you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were slowed
0: down in the process and we're aware mm-hmm. then the piece is more likely to read in that way. Right. It sounds like probably. Yeah, but that's cool. So I agree. I think I do feel that from your pieces and I think I move fast. There's a, that's just, and so maybe for like me, that's so attractive. Like the pieces mm-hmm. feel, do feel slow and really peaceful. And we were talking about, I hope we talked about this on the podcast, but um, how it's, a piece of a hard object, you Mm -hmm. know, but then it's like you touch it and it's so soft Mm -hmm. and like comforting. Mm -hmm. It's like a teddy bear almost. It's just weird how something hard and potentially breakable feels so incredibly sturdy and also so soft.
1: That again is one of those things that will slow you down. if It's not what you thought it was. Mm -hmm. You got to slow down and like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you, I know you have um, students who are working for you. And um, interns and employees and all the things. Do you personally have a mentor or someone that you call on? Oh,
1: maybe Chris Powell at TCU. Okay, uh huh. He's someone that you can call and uh huh. Hey, I got this. Mm-hmm. What you think? He's, he has even when I was teaching ceramics, he would let me sit in on his classes. Mm-hmm. He would give me his recipes. Mm-hmm. He has been just a. Gener- generous soul, that even today, if I have a question, that's where I start. So back
0: to words, if for me, it's almost like the the ceramics um, are a little poetic, you know, like they kind of more they tell a poem or like they're more aller- like like an allegory or than they are
1: a story. Or Mm, do you know what I'm saying? Wow. That's nice to say. I
0: wonder just a thought here's just throwing another entrepreneurial thought. Uh I don't know where this came from, but what if there's a Kendall clay, Kendall Davis clay coffee table book and it's got it. And it's like a poem, you know, and it's, and there's a little bit of process in there, like just enough photography of the process where, you know, you kind of see you working, um, and then, you know, it doesn't have to be that the end is a finished product, but there's like this poem that kind of like slowly drifts through the, the coffee table book.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. Wouldn't I that want that. be a fun I want collaboration? Yes. I
0: feel this for you. Like we could do, we could do like a, um, you know, um, a poem and, and then, sorry, we, sorry, we had a little interruption, but yeah, connect with a poet and, and a photographer and do a book. Mm. I don't know. It feels like something that would be very you.
1: Yes, that would be it great. And doesn't have to have a lot of words. Yes. It <laughs> yes. I was like, I have enough on my plate, Jessica. No. I just moved. No. I'm no. done. I so, want that.
0: So, okay. Um, I mean, we're almost done. Is there anything else we missed that we want to talk about?
1: I want people to come visit my store. I and want And come them visit the natural too. wine store beside me. Make a day. Come to Fort Worth.
0: And they can find you, you guys, you can find Kendall on
1: Instagram. It's Kendall Clay. Kendall Davis Clay. Uh-huh. Or I have a website, uh-huh. kendaldavisclay.com. Come to the museums in Fort Worth. Come to my neighborhood where my store is. There's a great bread maker. There's a great taco tequila restaurant around the corner. There's, we got a little village you need to come see. Okay. Yeah, especially right now. I mean, I don't know when we're going to get this up, but I'm hoping soon
0: and, um, be fun during the holiday to get people over right in the festive time. But come anytime. Come in January. Like, come mm-hmm. to be inspired at the new year. Uh-huh. Or look at my website and come take a class with me. Yeah. And yeah. And, and get some stuff for your house bec- or your projects. I mean, I think designers need to know about you. That's something I do want to plug really big time is designers, if you are not following Kindle like, you have to. <laughs> <I'm> demanding <laughs> it because you're going to just be super inspired. And I think it'd be a really, really fun, local, special, artistic element to add to your projects. And I'm just beyond grateful to Vanessa for connecting us. You're Mm. a fabulous lady. And this was like so much fun to get to talk to you.
1: Thank you. This is equal. Not too bad, right? Not too scary. Not too bad. (laughs) back
0: to you. Thank you. Thanks, Kendall. Thank you. Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's keep the conversation going. If you have a story you would like for us to illuminate, please email hello at folioco.com. That's hello at P-H-O-L-I-O-C-O dot com. And be
1: sure to subscribe to hear future episodes.